Abraham Deegan? I am Negan. What's up, people? Welcome to the mid-season finale for Fear the Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 7, Damage from the Inside. This is it, people. We made it to that point. And I am your host, Adam Vale. Tonight, I'm joined by Dina Abercrombie. Hello. And Richard Bailey, Jr. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this is it. Thanks again, everybody, for sticking with us from World Beyond and from Fear the Walking Dead. And, of course, Walking Dead proper. This is I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. We're all over the place. And you guys are finding us based off of the views and stuff. So, great. Thank you. Thanks for the subs. Thanks for the engagement. And if you have more stuff to to say, then go ahead. Put it in the comments and, and... Let's just get at it, because there's a lot going on in all these stories, especially Fear. Fear had a lot going on. This one, uh, we've seen some great episodes. This has been a strong season, but this one, I don't know, a little lower on the radar. Still good. Still good. Much better than World Beyond, for sure. But I was uh, a little anticlimactic. I thought there was going to be some big reveal or something. But anyway, let's get into this review. Let's start off right at the beginning. We see a convoy. We see some rangers. We have uh, um, Strand driving with Dakota. Now, this was the plan to go and relocate her to a safe spot. From If you remember the last episode, after the, the hand incident, Dakota asked for a walkie. She said she wanted to talk to Dakota. Well, this is it. This whole plan was to go and relocate her. She's paranoid now because now she knows she's under attack. It's not just her, but her locations. Tank Town has been destroyed. That's that oil facility, the drilling site. So they're there. They're in the car. They're, we see that the Rangers are doing their little escorting duties, which is killing walkers on the road. That's what they're there for. And Dakota starts with some small talk with Strand. Basically, you know, what's your plan with all this? Are you still going to stick with your original plan? He plays dumb. You're like, what do you mean my original plan? Because you remember way back, I think it was like episode two or three, when he was with uh, Alicia and he was talking about running off. And he's like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to take over all the... He's like, no, that's all out the window. And she was like, you know, my sister doesn't really trust you and this and this and that. And he's like, whatever, she will. You know, I'm, I'm playing along. I'm playing the long game here. But anyway, the Rangers uh, stop. They see up ahead. They see that there is a, a fallen... It's a fallen horse, right? Because that was the horse. They didn't find the body. But it belonged to... Was it Terry? I think that was the, the Rangers' name they said. And so they were like, yeah, he was a scout that was going up ahead. They lost contact with him. And here it is. Now we find his animals. It's like, all right, something's going on. Strand gets out of the vehicle. He goes up. He's like, what's happening? They tell him. He grabs a walkie, which is what they were doing, calling out to Terry. Can't do anything. He decides to get on a horse. He's like, you know what? I'm getting on a horse. He goes with one of the other rangers. He tells everyone else, stay back. They are going to go up ahead. So they go up ahead. We see that there's a roadblock. Big tree blocking the road. We are very familiar with these trees blocking roads from world proper. Right? So it's something there. And we, as we know, usually, most of the time, these are traps. It's never just coincidence that a big tree like this fell. So he, Strand instantly picks up on his like, this doesn't seem right at all. Something's wrong. Let's go back. And then once they get back, we see that the car is gone, which is SUV that he was in, which means the code is gone. And we see everyone dead. All the rangers are dead. And now they're getting up. They're turning into walkers. So they're putting them down they, you know, one by one. They, it's kind of a long scene. And I couldn't understand that. I was like, well, what's the point of this? We, we get it. All right? they're, they're, they turned and this is what happens. But then they, they do really one really cool camera shot, which is once Strang gets off the horse, he, he stands in the middle of where the car would be. And you see all the, the dead rangers around him. It's a nice far shot. And you just see that. And it's like, all right, boom, there's our opening. So before we go any further, what did you guys think of this opening? This opening with Strand, the Rangers, the vehicle gone. Did you instantly say, wow, this is it. It's the, the end is the beginning. That group has really stepped up their game. They've taken control. Or did you think something else? Dana. 
Well, I had um, a bunch of different reactions. One, I thought it was very smart of Strand to play dumb with Dakota when asking, you know, how about how's the plan going? And that's the best thing to do because, we again, we don't know what side she's on. She is a sister yeah. to Virginia, so very easily, you know, she could be looking out for her sister. Or at the same time, she could really be hoping to escape her sister. We just don't know. Um, also, I thought that I was going to get like a huge kind of ambush. And I thought it was going to be the end is the beginning cult. Uh, just because we know that they're around. They have caused damage and destruction just this last previous episode with Tank Town. Um, however, we didn't get that. I don't know. I was like a little disappointed. Um, but I did expect something big or I did expect some kind of big showdown situation to happen. We didn't get that at all. I expected also a pure like ambush situation where we didn't get that at all but uh yeah i just there was a lot of different things where it's like oh what's going on especially when you have like oh we're gonna go and look up ahead and also remember they was also talking about uh not dakota yeah dakota was explaining we would have arrived much faster if all of the security wasn't here on horses mm -hmm. it slows everyone down so yeah, yeah. But he pointed out, he's like, looking. I mean, that was a really cool shot, too. A cool kill there with the walker where it's like right banged right next to the side, the passenger side window. And then they just like slice it. Like, and you see the blood just squirt all over the, the, the window there. Like, yeah, cool. or it was cool. Or you could have just ran them down yeah, going 16 miles per hour. Yeah, they, they, they were definitely going pretty slow with that. But what about you, Rich? You like this uh, beginning here? It's interesting. Uh, the beginning was interesting, but I think that Strand was very foolish to leave Dakota behind. The minute that that happened, I knew something bad was going to happen, whether she got separated or what, because clearly she is the most important person of everybody that was, you know, taking this trip. So that's why I thought it was very dumb for him to leave her behind, because we already know whenever there's a situation uh, that is a serious situation, you're supposed to stay together as a group. So, of course, him going up ahead because he's in charge, that makes sense. But uh, the minute he left Dakota behind, I was like, yeah, you're going to regret that decision. So um, that was, th that, that was uh, definitely something that I saw. But I do agree with what Dana said. It was good that he didn't tell her any more about what his plan was, what his real plan was, so to speak, about taking down Virginia from the inside. So yeah. that was good. I still don't even believe that plan. <laughs> I believe I, I think it's all BS. Even with that, I think he's still up in the air, and he doesn't know what he wants to do. Because on one hand, yeah, he wants to take her down, but on the other hand, he's got it pretty good. He's got a good yeah. title, good position. Doesn't look like he's struggling. He's not uh, cleaning up the the latrines like he was before. Things have uh, moved up for him, so he's in a different place right now. All right. So speaking of a different place, we see that Alicia and Charlie are in a different place, and they're in an outpost. And it looks like they're in nowhere land. They're just there hanging out, doing nothing. And on the walkie-talkie, she starts hearing Strand calling out for her. And it sounds like he's been doing it for a while. And Charlie's like, hey, you're going to answer that? He's like, well, it's been six weeks that we've been out here. He doesn't care about us, so why should we care about him? You know, but he keeps calling. And it's like, all right, what do you want? And then that's when he fills her in. It's like, listen, we were attacked. We have a situation. There's another group. They destroyed Tank Town. We're having all kinds of problems, and Dakota is gone. Right, so he he's all stressed out by this, and they need to meet up. Can you help? And it didn't really make much sense at first, but then she's like, "All right," she says she'll help, and we know why she wants to help because she tells Charlie why. She's like, "Listen, it's not helping Strand if there's another group and they're strong enough to take out this whole convoy and blow up Tank Town. So if they're really that powerful, then maybe this is a group we should be working with because then they can help us. So let's help get Dakota, but we're not bringing Dakota to Virginia. We're going to work with uh, the the other group, which I found kind of weird to mention that." I was like, well, you don't know. And then there's another scene quickly after that dialogue where she does say, well, she wants to know more more about this group. And I was like, well, which is it? You want to work with them or do you want to know more about them? And I, but either way, it sounds like she's agreeing to this rescue mission. She meets up with Strand and Strand just so happened to find the, the SUV and it's in a ditch. And he's like, all right, thanks you know, for helping out. Listen, this is it. I have a feeling that when all the chaos was going down, 
Dakota got behind the wheel, started driving, went off the road, and then ran off on foot. So can you go help find them and go do your tracking thing? I didn't, I, at, at no point did I really understand this because we, Alicia's never been one to be a tracker. So I don't get, unless there's, there's, unless there's something more happening off camera that we don't know. Like, all right, so we know she has an outpost with Charlie. Maybe they know the area and that's what he was implying. It's like, you know this area, you know what's out here. But then again, once we jump to the next scene, they've never seen the lodge that they find out there. So clearly they don't know that area that well, or else they would know. Well, let's go check that abandoned house that's further off in the distance. You know what I mean? It's like, so for him to mention that, and it's like, great, well, where are you going? It's a strange. They don't ever ask that either. He just gives them the order to go do it. I mean, think about what, where is he going to go? It's just him and that one ranger. Everyone else is dead. Why don't you go along? with Alicia or why don't you at least say all right well, I'm gonna go search this area I don't know maybe I'm asking for too much backstory on all this too much dialogue but uh, these are little holes that I tend to pick up on I'm like this just come on just fill this in it's only two three extra sentences and that's it then I don't have these questions in my head because then the next scene because nothing much really just happened it was just that dialogue the next thing we see is with Charlie and uh, Alicia and then they're walking and that's when they come across uh, some walkers on the road. I'm not taking them out and as usual, but then you see there's like some mutations with one of them. He has like antlers, attacks his face or his head. I mean, it looks weird. And it takes uh, Alicia, it catches her off guard to the point that she doesn't really attack it at first. She just stares at it. And then she falls down, of course, there's this whole little thing. And then Charlie kills it. And she's like, what's going on? It's like, God, that's, that's torture. Like someone did that. Someone's doing this to them. It's like, and that person is crazy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, someone is doing this. Why are they doing this? And then they go a little further up, and then sure enough, you see this cabin. And they mentioned it. She mentions it as a hunting lodge. I don't know if that is a correct description of that. It just looked like a nice big cabin in the woods. But usually those are always spooky anyway. And so this this worked. So when I heard this, I'm like, oh, okay, and what are you going to do? We're going to investigate. <laughs> Why not? And it's it's daylight during this whole time, so it, it's not too spooky. But as she gets closer, as we see, it's, uh, it's completely dark inside, and it's all boarded up. So she smashes a door window. She opens it up. It's, it's also chained up, which is smart. So, But she's a, a, Alicia, she's a thin woman, so she's able to squeeze through, and she's in. So before I go any further, anything you guys want to say with these two scenes with the Strand? Did you have questions of where he was going, why he was just telling them to do this work? And uh, what was your reaction when you saw these mutated walkers? Rich? Well, the mutated walkers, I figured... Uh... I know on the Walking Dead shows, they're always trying to find creative ways to introduce the walkers, a different type of walker that you would have to deal with. So I thought that was a good little twist. Didn't really know who did the tampering with the actual walkers, although we would get that answer later. But yeah, I, I, I was fine with that. As for where Strand went, it would have been good to know that information because, you know, obviously he has to stall while he you know waits yeah, for that's what I mean. it's like he's not going back to base we know that because he's gonna get in trouble because he lost yeah it. so it's like where are you going yeah so that is something that uh i'm curious uh if we will find out later on that maybe perhaps he is he does know about this uh this other group and maybe he is working with this other group or something to some effect because yeah. really there's nowhere he could go um, if he's just laying low until Alicia gets back to him, that's fine. It would have been good to get some clarification as to where he was at, though, yeah. all that time. If there's one thing with this show is that Strand has always been the wild card. He's always been the wild card. He always gets away with saying some weird craziness or coming up with some crazy cockamamie scheme. Like, what? Where did this come from? Out of left field. But that's always been his character. So, yeah, it could easily, maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if we do find out once mid-season break is over that he does know the other group, and he has been working with them, and that was part of his other plan. And you know what? We would all have to nod our heads, like, yeah, I guess so. That's just, that's in his way. You know, that's just how it works with him. Dana, you want to add anything before we get into the house? No, aside from, you know, the end of the beginning, I thought that was them again. Some weird, I mean, if you're 
thing is the end is the beginning. Yeah, I And agree. then you see some weird mutated thing running towards you or walking towards you. That's what I thought it was. And in regards to Strand, like you also said, I don't know what his motive, his motives could be, what he really does know. And I think that is what can make a show really exciting. He is always can be the element of surprise. So mm-hmm, I was approving mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, when I saw this next scene, the first thing I thought of was Red Dead Redemption 2. And <laughs> because... And if anyone listening is like, what is he talking about? In Red Dead Redemption 2, it's like this Western game by Rockstar Games. Anyway, there is a lot of side missions and side cabins that you can find out in the wilderness. And there was one cabin in particular that I found, and there was mutations. There was all kinds of mutations. It was horns. It was, it was a very creepy house. A lot of weird instruments. There was all instruments of torture. All kinds of stuff going on here. It looked like there were experiments going on. And clearly, the writers or someone that was part of this had been playing that game and also found this creepy cabin because this was almost identical to that because once she gets in alicia gets in she walks around she has a flashlight everything is dark she starts walking further up she goes upstairs and starts hearing music all right second right here we go we got some creepy music all kinds of stuff going on she gets further over and she can see through over like a balcony area and she looks down and we see that there is a walker strapped to a table and there's somebody walking around and they're doing uh, experiments on this this walker this instrument all over the place it's also has a feeling of like from the the, st- the series hostile that type of thing you know it's like oh what's going on here you know there's some kind of torture so she peeks over then she stops, she moves back, she peeks over again, and then she sees that the person is gone, but she's looking, she's like, what is this? And as soon as she turns around, the guy's there, and he says, hey, this isn't going to hurt, and he injects her with something, and she knocks out. I'm like, okay, this is it. This is what we're going into, that direction. This is going to be something crazy. She wakes up, though, and when she wakes up, she is strapped to a table, similar to like that other walker, and her hands are tied up, and I'm like, all right, this is bad, right? No, not even a minute into this scene, she breaks free from you know the restraints on her hands. It was just tape, and then she's able to release the buckles, and she's out. And I was like, what was the point of this? And then, I mean, build up some tension. Throw us at least two more scenes where she's still trapped, and maybe a scene of just some creeping sounds coming outside, and maybe Charlie trying to figure out a way to get in. You know, build some tension that, wow, this might be it for Alicia. It was too quick. Right? We just saw within, I mean, you could count the seconds. And I think I did. It was like within 25 seconds, she's free. So, boom, we see this because it it opened up with this close-up shot of her eyes just panicking, which is awesome. And you zoom out and we see now she's strapped. But then, eh, don't worry. I'm out of this. I'm not going to stay here for long. And she did. She was out. She was off the table. And we hear some jingling at the door. Right. She opens the door, getting ready to attack the person who's coming in. And no, it's it's Dakota. Dakota's it's like, oh, everything is cool. Don't worry about it. She grabs one of these antler-type things that were up on the stand to use as a weapon. Because who follows after? It's the man that did all this. He says his name is Ed. Don't worry. There was a misunderstanding. I was like, misunderstanding? No, I don't think so. You know, you just injected me with something. With This is what Alicia's saying. I was like, no, 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 no. He's like, I found this little girl wandering in the woods when I went out hunting. So I saved her. I brought her here and I thought you were out to hurt her. I thought you were part of the people that attacked her and her people or whatever. And she was like, no, th- none of this makes sense. She was like, yeah, no, no. And Dakota's like, no, no, everything is good. It's good. You know, I'm, I'm okay. Everything is okay. So she calms down. So before I just jump in, this right here, did, did were you cool with this whole scene? Were you cool with how they just had her made it seem like she was going to be trapped? And I was like, nope. Within seconds, she's free. And everything has been smoothed out. The tension, it went from uh, 100 to like 10. Because it's like, oh, well, everything is calm now. Now everything is cool. Dana? Well, I, I know how you said you thought of Red Dead Redemption. I automatically thought of two things. American Horror Story and Frankenstein. Mm. Um, with this whole situation, I really liked how they built up the tension in the atmosphere, but it, they just kind of ruined it with how quickly, you know, they, they temporarily solved everything with Dakota just popping out and be like, hey, I'm good. What's up? Mm-hmm. Um, I... It really, to me, it made me kind of question Dakota in the sense of 
how desperate are you to get rid of Virginia that you run into a, not only just a house that you don't know, but into the arms of a random man? So yeah, that yeah. well, and that's the other thing. Yeah, like even in, in, just to try to even smooth out the situation even more, it's when the, the guy says, "Hey, anybody here play chess?" I was like, "Whoa, yeah. wait, wait, this doesn't answer anything." Because I mean, we just besides the fact that you tied her up this way. Okay, that was the other thing. It's one thing to just restrain the person, but let's say if everything was cool, once she Dakota would walk over and say, "All right, who did you capture?" And it's like, "Oh, this woman. Oh, I know her." Oh, she's okay. No, you didn't say that because it, clearly he still taped up her hands and tied her up to the table. That, Which I, made me wonder, it was Dakota watching the entire time. Yeah, yeah, that is. So I just, it, it just felt out of place and slightly weird. And the fact that he tranquilized her mm-hmm. also felt weird too. Because why would he treat um, her that way and not say Dakota? Mm-hmm. If you think someone is trespassing and you don't know what's going on, is it because she's a child? I just it it felt really weird, and that whole chest thing seemed really random. And I don't know if they was trying to go for that creepy factor, but instead it just felt awkward. Yeah, it was it was wild. And then we'll just jump into it because it quickly jumps into another scene of just Dakota and Ed just playing chess. That's it. And we got Alicia just hanging out and. This threw me off again because, like, you know, Charlie's out there waiting. How long have you guys been here? We don't know how long you've been passed out for. Is she panicking? Is it nighttime now? What's what's happening? Which gets answered a little later, but it's just no sense of panic. And and, and a part of me was like, well, Alicia's trying to keep cool because she doesn't know the situation fully. She doesn't even know if Ed's the only one there. There could be others. This could be a house of a bunch of creepy people. You know, but not a lot of questions are asked. But we do gain some information from here. He says that this was a house that he would uh, visit with his wife and daughter. This was their little getaway. And then what happened to everyone else in the world happened to them. They turned, that type of situation. Dakota then says, hey, I lost my parents too. But it wasn't because of that. It was because my sister killed them. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Doesn't mention that uh, Virginia did this because they turned into walkers just as she straight up killed them and she doesn't know why so it was like all right that's that's kind of weird so at least she was like um yeah it's it's getting cold here and uh, oh don't 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 worry uh, I'll start a fire and uh, if you want blankets I can get blankets and she says no don't worry I'll find it and he's like okay cool it's down the hall you know and it's like everything just seems too smooth here I was like I don't whatever what's happening you know uh so she grabs a lantern and she's like, okay, I'm going to go. Dakota doesn't even interact in this scene. She just stays there. I was like, I'll just you know, hang out here. And he was like, yeah, it's your move. Figure out your move. I don't know. All of this, this part, just the writing and the dialogue. It, I see where they were going or trying to get to. And they were trying to figure out how to get to it, which is just divide them up so we can get to the, the next scene. But it was just weird for me. So anyway, she walks down the hall. This is Alicia with the, the lantern, and it's pitch black. And sure enough, who pops up in front, only like a few steps into it? It's Charlie. Oh, how'd you get in? Oh, I snuck in. But don't, it, it, everything is boarded up now. That Whoever the guy was inside, he just boarded up all the windows and uh, the doors and everything. He re-secured everything, so there's no way to get out. Like, but, well, you got in, so let's do it this way. Let's, let's get... Let's go your route. Because she said that she it's nighttime now and she didn't see her come out and she decided to get in. So I, that part sort of threw me off. But I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I, Again, I nitpick. So I was like, let's just, whatever. She's in. That's all that matters, right? She's in. What's the plan? So she just tells her to just lay low, figure something out. And that she has another plan. This is uh, Alicia. Right? And she knows and that the code is there and that there's this guy here. So then we see the next thing is that she Alicia goes into a room. She finds, I guess, she knew where this radio was, which I guess I, we don't. That's the other. I, when did she ever pass that? Which she didn't go too much exploring. She just all of a sudden finds this radio. She gets on the radio, and she gets onto the frequency that's needed for the Rangers. She's reaching out to Virginia. Virginia responds. And the first question she answers: How'd you get on this frequency? It's like, who gives a shit? I'm here. Listen, just so you know, I found uh, Dakota and went her and she's like, where's Strand? It was like, well, Strand sent me to go find her. You know, he was he didn't want to go back empty-handed the whole thing. It's like, well, that's a smart move. All right, so what do you, so you coming back? It's like, no, this is what I want. I want my freedom. You're going to let me and Charlie go? 
once I give you your sister back and you don't even come after us. That is the deal. And of course, I mean, this is the thing. Of course, Virginia is going to agree to it, but it doesn't mean that she has to abide by this. She could say anything on the phone. She'd be like on this radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're free. And then once, you know, she gets her sister back, two bullets in the back of the head of these girls. But whatever. At least she was like, okay, that's the deal. So, I don't know. Real quick, did you guys get anything from that? Did you think that that was a solid plan? Did you think this is where this episode was going? That this is it? She was going to go return her and this is how we were going to see their freedom? Rich? Oh, no. I figured there was probably going to be some type of turn coming. Um, It just was a matter of how was the situation going to get uh, resolved? Um, And I agree with what was said earlier. Uh, I like the tension in the build-up in the very beginning when they first walked into the cabin, but then I was not a fan of the payoff. So this makes me concerned about when they reveal who is this uh, a part of this, the end is the beginning group. Now I have to be a little bit worried about that being disappointing also, but hopefully I, I won't be disappointed by that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because right after this, she goes back in, well... Ed finds out. He's like, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. This is not where the blankets are. They're back in the main room. No Charlie, just Dakota and and uh, Ed and Alicia. And she's like, listen, we got to go. Dakota's like, I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere. I like it here, which is very odd. You just met this man. But I guess things are that bad with Virginia that she's willing to stay with a stranger in the woods. But regardless, she says something that's a trigger to this man. And I don't. maybe I missed it. Because I know he said about he was familiar with other communities, but he didn't really say too much about that. And uh, she says, this is Virginia's sister. Dakota is Virginia's sister. And he just like shocked face. Like, oh, wait, what? What? Yeah. And then she tells Alicia, looks at Dakota, says, you don't know a lot about this guy. You know, he's doing all these weird mutations to these people, to, to these walkers. There's other things going on here. You know, we need to go. And so the guy was like, well, no, what I did with that is that I would mutate them, put these things on them, make them look scary. So that way it would scare people away so they wouldn't come to my my little house in the woods. But see, you did it. So clearly I I didn't do a good job. But you know what? You're right. All right. She's got to go. You guys got to go. Anyway, it's nighttime now. It's not safe to travel. So just stay here for the night in the morning. You guys can go. All right. And then he leaves. And that was it. So right before I go any further, because a lot happens in the next scene, I instantly knew this wasn't going to end well. I was like, this is is too smooth sailing. There's a lot more that's going to happen here. He was too laid back and agreeing with all this. Oh, yeah, everything is cool. Oh, you're the sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if there's one thing that we noticed, uh, that it was one of the rangers that had the little... uh, the mutations and all the things put on him that they found outside. And that was also one that was strapped to the, the table. So this is all BS about him not knowing and that he just grabs walkers. She's doing this on purpose. And he knows that other group. But Dana, did you get anything from this? Did you did you sense that this is it? This was going to be the turning point for the episode? It was about to get dark? Or you were like, oh, it's a happy ending. They're going to wake up in the morning and just go back home. No, there's no happy endings in Walking Dead. Um, I felt at first when the whole um, situation with like the the man experimenting on the different walkers, um, that in itself felt really kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they did a really great job with that. I did not believe that this was going to be some happy trade off at all because again, very easily, oh yeah, I can pretend that I, you know. Um, have your trust and, and and yeah let's agree to whatever it is but two seconds later i can choose you in the back of the head i still don't kind of trust virginia but i do know that in order to have power you have to have some form of a leeway you have to have some form of giveaway you know in order for that to happen you just can't run around just shooting everybody all willy-nilly mm-hmm. um so i was kind of like on the fence with that then another thing was i still don't know dakota and her motives i felt that this was going to be some type of test you know, Virginia loves her tests, mm-hmm. and I felt that, oh, let me go to this random stranger's house and see what happens, and will they trade me, 
or will they actually kidnap me? You, that kind of situation. So I didn't trust um, Dakota at all. And I think that this scene, again, they played overhand in the sense of it was just overly over the top and like here's this creepy cabin here's these mutated zombies ooh spooky that kind of thing mm-hmm. well it, speaking of spooky it's about to get even more spookier because then they do go to sleep but then in the middle of the night Alicia wakes up you hear loud music playing <laughs> but it's a lot of creepy music it's like a little bit of classical going on and they're like what's going on and we hear all these walkers coming and it's because of the music. And then Ed walk in and he goes and he tells them, hey, this is it. No one's leaving. You're all going to stay here. We're all safe here. And then he gives this story. He talks about his dad. His dad was a taxidermist. And that's what he would do in the cabin. And that's what eventually he ended up doing. He got into it. He enjoyed it. And that's where this whole thing comes about. And that he was here. And when the, the world went to crap, he brought his kids, his, his wife and his daughter to this cabin. They had plenty of food to last them for years. He left one day to go get some supplies. And then Virginia's people showed up. And the mom had tried to protect the, the house with the child. That didn't work out. And they were killed by Virginia's men. And so there goes his vengeance and his whole plot and why he hates her. And we now we know a little more what's going on here. You know, so he's telling this whole story about this. And while he's getting into it and he has his gun because he's pointing a gun at them, telling him this whole thing. Alicia has just had enough and she lunges at him. She lunges at him. He fires off a gunshot. They start fighting. Oh, I think I jumped the scene. I think I jumped the scene, right? Did I just jump a scene? I think so. Because there's a lot that happened in here. I'm trying to remember. Talk to amongst yourselves. Dana, real quick. What did you... This whole scene while you're talking with the, with the taxidermist. Well, the whole thing with the, with the... We'll start off with the music part. It had me doing a flashback to in Virginia. Tied up Janet. And, you know, had the walkers come. So I was like, oh, something's coming down. Something's going to happen. I didn't know if it was to, like screw everything and let's kill everyone together which didn't really make much sense and then when he told his story about the whole thing of Virginia then it just made me realize oh did he know from the beginning that Dakota was Virginia's somehow related to Virginia or -hmm. did he just think of this plan um, when it was revealed to him that it was Dakota was the sister um so it felt just again kind of out of left field uh, again yes yes this is all right so oh. i knew i now i figured it out now i figured it out because i was like you know what sorry people it was my notes i had something mixed up in a different note but right after this point he tells them after he tells them that's crazy story and then we'll jump to you rich he says all right you girls go upstairs that's it. And I didn't understand this part. I was like, what are you going to do upstairs? Is this it? Because, I mean, everything that you do when it comes to strapping them down or tying them downstairs. But whatever. He brings them upstairs. He puts them in the room and tells them to stay there. While they're there, uh, Dakota is upset. She's like, this is my fault. This whole thing I was trusting. This and this and that. And then all of a sudden the door opens. And who is it? It's Charlie. And Charlie's there. And Charlie has keys. I was like, what's happening? And she was like, like, oh, don't worry, I got the keys. And she shows the needle. She put him out with the tranquilizer, the same type of thing that uh, was given to Alicia. That's that's what she was able to do to Ed. Because I, I don't know how that happened. I guess she found it. Again, that would have been a great scene to see. Charlie sneaking around, grabbing the needle, coming up behind him, jabbing him. I, I thought I thought that would have been a cool scene to add into this story. But we didn't see that. Instead, we just hear the dialogue. But Rich, you had something you want to say? Yeah, I just was going to add uh, the part that Dana mentioned uh, about uh, when the guy had a change of heart. In that same scene where they had their conversation with him, that was the same scene where Alicia revealed to the guy, well, actually, that is Virginia's sister. Mm -hmm. And then that was when he decided from that point on, okay, they aren't going to leave. I'm going to tell them, yes, you can leave in the morning, but I I really am going to set them up to have this... uh, all of this stuff happened uh, that happened in the next scene after that. So, yeah, that changed. He definitely changed his mind once he heard about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So then at that point, Alicia was like, all right, I got a new plan. Now that we know we got him out of the picture, we're going to stop the music. We got to find that record player. We're going to stop the music. And then hopefully these walkers just go away and then we'll make our escape because they're all around the house. 
So that's the plan. So she goes, she stops the music, or at least it, in fact, it doesn't even show her stop the music. It just shows the record finishing, right? And it's like the needle lifts up and that's it. I don't know. Again, I nitpick. So I look at these things. So the music stops. Seems to be okay. And we could see all the workers that were banging on the front door now. They're just wandering off. I don't know if that's 100% accurate because I remember in other Walking Dead, they said that that's not the case. It's not just all about sound. It's all about smell and sense. And we know they, they can still smell because we've seen that before. That's why when uh, in Walking Dead proper, whenever they would do the walk through the zombies, they would douse themselves in gook, right? And so that way they can master scent. So you would think that then the walkers would still stay near the house banging on because they can smell them inside. But whatever. Again, me nitpicking because now that's not part of it. They're walking away. Seems like everything's cool. And then ta-da, Ed shows up in the room again. And he's like, you know what? You missed the vein. You need to check for the vein. And this is it. This is when I said to myself, all right, we're going to see something massive here. Something big is going to happen. Somebody is going to die. We got Charlie here. We have Alicia here. We got Dakota. We got the madman with the gun again. Now, for those who are, I'm, I'm assuming everyone that's listening to this at least is up to date on fear. Then we know Charlie's backstory and that she's the one that killed Alicia's brother. So I was like, well, I'm surprised that, that they even mended that relationship. But we know it was more of with the casting and issues. The guy wanted to leave the show, whatever. And so we're, we're, that his role, his position was pretty much filled with, um, with Charlie. But still, I was like, you know what? She could be expendable. We could see this happening. I could see her jumping in or something and then taking a bullet. But anyway, he starts giving this whole speech about all this stuff going on. Alicia doesn't even give a shit. She jumps at him. He shoots a, a, a one shot off into the air. They start struggling. They're fighting on the ground. He he gets onto the mount. He's trying to struggle just to... See, that's the thing. He's trying to kill her. And this is the thing that later on that I don't understand when they start getting this dialogue about him protecting. But still, so that whole thing is happening. And then Charlie comes from behind, hits him over the head, which causes him to, to drop his weapon. And... Alicia kicks him off, sending him flying. And I guess, what was it? She He banged a table. He banged something because it was one of those horns, uh, those antlers st- sticks right between his back, right within his gut from behind. What was that? Was that on a table or something? What? Dana, did you see what that was? I thought I, I, it looked like one of the, it looked like an antler. Yeah, but where was it from? Like, I don't understand. It, it wasn't like it fell off the shelf. Where was it? That's the only thing, because I just see him stepping back. He wasn't even near a wall. It and was it, probably somewhere on the table. The man's house was, yeah, you know, a, lot. Yeah, a, lot. a taxidermy yeah. type house. Yeah. See? So there you go. You there, there you pick go. it up and stab it. That's just me just overlook, just going too deep into stuff. Whatever. Yeah, you said there was a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, he falls back. It sticks in through him. But he doesn't die. He's still alive. You know, so here we go. Now, because of this, though, it put him in a bad situation. Because of that shot, all these walkers that were about to leave... They're coming back now. All right. So we see all of them coming back. So right before I move on to the last few scenes here, what did you guys think of it? This was it. This was the big fight scene. This is from what we were going to see in this. Did you get any kind of attention? Did you think this was it? He was going to shoot one of them or one of them was going to get into the struggle? Because once I saw that fight, I was like, all right, Alicia's going to take it. Something's going to happen. But that's just me. Rich, did you get anything from that? No. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't think anything was going to happen at this moment because this character is not really, wasn't really an important character in the overall scope of everything that happens in the show. Yeah, for this episode, he was important. But I feel like if you're going to kill a major character, uh, it, it. I. I don't think it should just be any any random character that shows up in this episode. Now, is able to kill. And character that's been on the show for several seasons, uh, but but also because of how they presented this guy, where in the very beginning it looked as though he could be a threat, but then he eased up. He was just very very easy to just be nonchalant about them, and then switch switch uh, you know switch switch uh, things over again. But also, it's only one person, whereas there are three of them, so they can easily take him out if they needed to. So I, I didn't think anything was going to happen. I didn't feel he was a threat at that point. Only the fact that he 
had lured the zombies or as he said his creations yeah. back to outside the house yes that was dangerous but outside of that i didn't think anything was going to happen between him and, and the actual girls yeah yeah because i mean right after this scene we see him talking to Alicia, and he's talking to everyone. He was like, "You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry." He was like, yeah, "Just go upstairs. Go upstairs. You got to get out of here. I'll, I'll hold them off. You know, get me, get me out of this thing. Pull this thing out." So he knows he's gonna die, and he now he wants to help. And they're like, "Well, what are we <laughs> gonna do upstairs? You you brought us upstairs before to lock us away. You know what I mean? But now you're saying this is a way to get out." He's like, "Oh well, just just break through the the, the windows or something." It was just weird because I thought he was gonna say there was like some uh, escape hatch or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's this one back room that I didn't board up, and you can go through that window and jump. But he didn't. He just says, "Go upstairs and find a way out." And they're like, uh, okay, you know, there goes that. And they go running up, but then he quickly grabs Alicia. And he's like, this is where he tells her that, in not so many words, but he must have overheard the conversation and the deal that she made with Virginia. And he says, don't do it. Don't just look out for yourself. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta protect. You know, he said, I didn't protect my family. I failed them, but I'm gonna protect you guys. You know, you have to do the same. He gives it, and now I'm just paraphrasing, but he gives in that type of speech, basically just implying that he heard that deal, that conversation that she had, and that her plan was to give Virginia up, uh, give Dakota to Virginia, and just look out for herself and and uh, Charlie. So he basically says, you know, don't do it. So she's just like, all right, whatever. So she goes running upstairs, and he stands up, and just at that moment, the doors burst open. We see. <laughs> A, a walker party just coming in we're here to eat you know and uh, he just spreads arms and he's like yeah that's it i thought at least pick up the same thing that you were impaled on and start using that as a weapon fight or something no he put himself up i remember that he's fresh meat he was like here we go here chow time have fun you know, and so while the 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 three are upstairs trying to break through the break, the the board up windows and figure out a way out, you hear this man screaming down there. Ah, ah. <laughs> you know, Rich, as you laughed, that's what I was sort of doing. I was laughing because I was like, "Yeah, we knew this was going to happen." All right. So while the two uh, Dakota and and Charlie are trying to figure out a way out. Alicia was like, all right, she's going to start fighting them because now they're coming up the stairs. This answers your question before, Dana. We're like, oh, can they go up the stairs? Because of what happened, we'll be on. Yeah, they can go upstairs. So they're up there, and he's she's fighting them, and she's doing all this stuff, and it seems like there's going to be too many, and all of a sudden we see this blinding light in the back, and we see someone just whacking away, whacking away, and it's Morgan to the rescue. I mean, he's there to save everybody, you know, perfect timing for everyone. Mm -hmm. So he shows up and he's killing and I guess he did his part because even though from the scenes that we saw, it looked like at least 20, 30 walkers were outside. There was only actually maybe like five or six because they only killed, if you count, there's like like three or four of them upstairs. And let's say two stayed downstairs to, to keep chomping on Ed. There weren't a lot, but from the scene before that we saw, there were a good amount, over a dozen, that were entering this house. Again, that's me nitpicking because it doesn't make sense with the numbers. But regardless, they killed everyone. It's quiet. We don't hear any of the walkers outside, and now we can hear the dialogue. And Alicia was like, what the hell? How did you? I thought you were dead. We heard, and this is it, we heard the gunshot when we were leaving the town before from Virginia's end. So we just thought she killed you. It was like, she tried to kill me and, you know, I survived. Someone saved me. Who saved you? I don't know. So they, the, to leave that line in there, they're, they're planting that, that seed in our heads. Don't forget, someone special saved him. And that person we will find out, I'm sure, in the second half. But they're just reminding Aww. us. They're just reminding us he was saved by a mystery person. You know, and that he was still alive. And he was like, hey, don't worry, I'm here. How did you find us? The music, just like the walkers, I'm attracted to music. And so I heard this music and I was like, you know what? Let's go and investigate. And why is he doing this all by himself? I I would think he would have somebody with him, have Dwight or or Al or or, I don't know. It just seems kind of odd that he's out there wandering around. So anyway... She, she mentioned he mentions all this to her, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm here." And she 
She hugs him. She's happy. This is it. It's like, oh, wow. It's Miller time. But like you said, uh, it, this would have been a good point for Dakota to say, that's the man. That's the man that killed everybody. Yeah. But no, that, that doesn't come up here. That does not come up here. Because as we're, we're going to get to that part right after this. Because boom, it jumps. Now it's daytime. They're outside. We see that um, Alicia and Dakota buried Ed. I gave him a proper burial. And that that uh, rosary chain necklace, was it St. Christopher? Was it Christopher? It was a saint or St. Anthony. I've, I think it was Christopher that uh, Daniel gave to Alicia for good luck. She then puts on the grave here for this guy. Like, here you go. All right. You're going off on your, your own there. And so she's done. She goes back toward the house and. It's like, all right, here we go. Oh, and I think I, there was two points is that he brought this up where Morgan had said that he had a safe place. He brought it up in that house, but I'm, I didn't mention that because he's going to bring it up again here. And it was more context in this point. But anyway, we see the three of them, uh, Dakota, Charlie and Alicia at the steps of this house. And this is when Strand shows up. We see Strand show up. He's on his walkie-talkie, talking to somebody about how you know he's on the trail. He thinks he found her and this whole thing. He finds a house, and he sees Alicia out there, and he sees the code. And he's like, oh, this is great. I knew you could do it. I knew you could find her, and this is great news. I can't wait. All right, come on. Let's go back to town. And then Morgan comes out, and he, he does a great job. Strand does a great job with the stone shocked face. Like, well, what? What is it? You're alive. Does Virginia know this? You know, it's like, it reminds me of like whenever I go to cook for my kids and it was like, does mommy know you're playing with the stove? And it's like, what? It's the same thing. He gave that shock look like, does she know you're alive? And it's like, oh yeah, she knows. She knows I'm alive. You know, but you know what? We're all going to be alive. We're leaving this damn place. We're not, we're not sticking around. And I have a safe spot, and this is the part that pissed me off. When here it is, you know how Strand is. He knows how Strand is, but yet you go and you spill the beans that you have a new location, a safe location for everybody, for all their people, and that's where they're going. You know, and that he can come too. And he's like, um, nope. You're gonna have a target on your back the entire time. I don't need that stress. I like my position here. He pulls out his. Oh, he says that he needs to. Dakota to go with him. That's it. It's over. Alicia pulls out her gun, which is a gun from Ed, and she's like, "Nope, not happening. Sorry." And so she was. He. he it's funny because usually when you see these type of draws, these quick draws, these showdowns, both parties pull out their weapons at the same time. But that wasn't the case here. She pulled out her weapon. He pauses. He stares at them, and then he's like. As, almost as if it was like a forgotten scene. Like, oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to take my weapon. Oh, wait, hold on. Then he takes his gun out and he points it back. It just didn't seem right. Because think about this. If you were Alicia and you're pointing a gun at a man who says he's going to take Dakota. And then he reaches for his gun. You would shoot him, right? Because you're like, oh, this motherfucker's going to shoot me. He's about to go off on me. No. She doesn't do it. She just lets him pull his gun out. That I, I think it was just a timing thing, and I think they, they should have just reshot them. Like, you know what? You, Strand, Victor, you forgot to pull your gun out at the same time. We were trying to do a quick draw, so then that way we could build that tension of, like, who's going to shoot first. But, yeah, you, you took too long. But, no, she, they didn't do that. So there's this weird pause when she's pointing, and that gives him time to then take his gun out and... She doesn't react in any different way. At least shoot off around near him or something like drop it. No, nothing. It was weird. But anyway, they do this old tension thing. He's pointing the gun like he's going to shoot one of them. And then uh, he lifts up his gun and he's like, nah, I'm done. He's like, you know what? Do whatever you want. I can't protect you guys. This is it. It's just going to get bad. Just so you know, it's going to get bad. So then they say they're leaving, but really they go back into the house. And he says he's leaving. But before he leaves, he had the same St. Christopher Rosary. He he stole it from the dead body. So we know he's a grave robber. And then he gives it back to Alicia. And he says, here, you know, basically, you're going to need this back. And she takes it. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so, so a lot of these quick turnarounds from we saw before with her being tied up to a quick reveal. And then now here it is, this same chain. It, it, at least if this was... Uh, two scenes later or maybe a whole episode later and it finds her way back to Alicia that would have been cool 
But no, it's it's she gets it back instantly. It was like, no, no, don't give it to the grave. I'm a grave robber, and I'll just give it to you. So then it looks like they're leaving, but they don't. They go back in, and I'll jump to you guys because this is where it gets real tricky. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of dialogue here. Just with Morgan telling them the plan. He's got the safe spot. Al is there. Dwight's there. People are there. Everything's going to be cool. Alicia was like, great. So we're all going and we're bringing Dakota. He's like, well, Dakota's part of this, but not in that way. Because basically he's going to use her for leverage. He says, we still have more people that Virginia has and we don't know where they are. With Grace and a few others, we need them back. And this is this is going to be their leverage. They, she has people they care about, and they have someone she cares about. But now Alicia has flipped her whole idea. Because remember, her original plan was the same thing. She says, I was going to give her up, but I'm not doing that anymore. She doesn't want to be with her sister. She wants to be free, and I'm going to give her a chance to be free. We're leaving. It's like, no, so it's not happening. He's like, I can't let you do that. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is what we're going to see a showdown. Then they're going to fight. Because that's when she starts putting two to two together. And she's like, wait a minute, did you? Did you, were you the one that ambushed them on the road? And he was like, yeah. She was like, you killed all those people? And he's like, yeah, I gave them an ultimatum. And they took the, the alternate option. And so I killed them. I put them down. I don't know why she's so shocked by this. Because she knows they're all bad people. But it, it, maybe that's another little hint that she sort of is turning. Or maybe in her mind, she has adjusted to the Virginia's life. Who knows? Maybe she was friends with some of those guys. I don't know, six weeks, a lot happens in six weeks, right? You can just establish new friendships. But she gives this whole little speech, and I thought this was going to be a defining moment because it made it seem like, well, you know what? Charlie and Dakota walk in. I was like, what's happening? He's like, oh, we're leaving. We're leaving with them. No, we're not leaving with him. We're going off. You, we, in fact, Charlie, you go get her ready. We're going to that other location I told you about, which we don't know, but who knows? It could have been all BS. She was just saying that in front of Morgan just to play it off. And then Morgan came off with his dialogue. I was like, I can't let this happen. We're all going together. I was like, oh, he's going to shoot all of them. You know, this is it. We're going to see the dark side of Morgan. But no. And then he just like sort of gives in. He's like, all right, we're all going. And Dakota, you're, you're part of our group too. I'm saving everybody. You know, that's that's my role. And then do you agree, Alicia? You coming now? We're saving everybody? He's like, yeah, I agree. All right, so a lot happens here with the strand and this. I just wanted to cram all this in because it's all interconnected. So, Dana, what did you think with the strand, with this whole segment, with the, the dilemma of going, the flip-flopping, what to do with Dakota? What's your thoughts? Whew, that was a lot. It was. <laughs> um, it was a lot. Okay, so from the very beginning, you forgot the part that there's what I love is every time we see Morgan on the screen for the first time in whatever scene it is, there's that cowboy music that oh, comes yeah, yeah. in. They're, they're so it's like that. So he when he comes and busting with the with the whole you, you know beating up the zombies things that was hilarious to me. Like it could be very very corny, but it somehow works. Like, where did no. he come in from? Did he come in from a window? Or he definitely didn't come from downstairs, or else he would have went running up the stairs, killing all these uh, walkers. Who knows? Who cares? The continuity was a bit weird. Yeah. It was a little off, especially when everything's all boarded up, but he can just randomly get in. And get in at the right time, too. So, mm-hmm. consistency. It's weird. Um, the fact that they wanted to use Ver, um, Dakota as leverage smart but stupid at the same time um i again i don't you don't know where virginia is with that situation yes we know that she loves her sister but uh, that doesn't mean that she'll be okay with everything so i felt that that was something that maybe was not fully thought out but at that moment you know when you get that first little idea like that's what it felt like it didn't feel like something that was fully thought through Although I do understand that they're trying to get the other people out of the camp as well. I just don't see that happening yet. Um, Then the whole conversation with um, the whole standoff thing. I really wanted something to happen. And nothing really happened. You know, even with the whole standoff and and the pointing the gun and then putting the gun down. I just felt really sad. (laughs) that we didn't get anything especially this is a mid-season finale i wanted that big o factor and that just wasn't there um the fact that he is telling people about his safe spot i don't the thing was that i don't know if you could fully get the 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 confidence to believe in you yet so i would have just waited to see 
and to fill everyone out first before I start saying I have a state another spot that I'm not you know that's secretive that I hope that Virginia doesn't find and that he was building his own little camp thing Mm -hmm. well that's the one good thing about that whole big reveal with Morgan telling Strand and even with Alicia he said yeah I have a spot she's like where is he he's like I sort of have to show you. I can't really describe it. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense because you don't have a map. So you can't say it's between this boulder and this valley here. And you see this little cactus here? If you make a left, you know, and I get it. It's like he has to show you. And this is what he's been building up this entire time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, don't be so so happy to to tell people that. No, you of course, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Especially Strand. So, I was really shocked that he even said yeah. that. Strand. Like, why would they do that? Why would they have Morgan tell Strand this? Just and, say, all right, keep going. No, 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 no. Also, and in front of Dakota, that was just like really. I didn't understand why you did that. Well, that's. I think it's it's more because he was going to use her as, like he said, leverage. She was going to come, and that's it. That's the the chip. He was going to trade. So either way, she was going to come along, but not for long term. That was it. Yeah, but by that information, even if you think you're going to trade, she could tell her sister. And as as was always said, you know, Virginia will never let you rest. She's always going to come after you. So why are you going to even show and then probably go on and tell uh, Dakota visually where it's at? You take her there. I don't. I, it just didn't seem fully no, smart. No. To it me. was weird too because he said they were going there regardless. Because remember, he says, "All right, let's grab what we can. We're leaving. We're going to our spot." So it wasn't like, "Oh, we're gonna call Virginia so we can make this arrangement or whatever." No, it's we're going to the the safe area. You remember because he said we got to get out of here because Virginia's gonna show up, so we got to leave. So either way, uh, Dakota was going to eventually end up in that safe area, and she would know where it's at. Yeah, I just didn't like that. So that was it. Rich, what did you get from all of this? A lot happened. Yeah, there's a lot that did happen. Um, I don't think it was wise for for him to also tell Strand that he has a secret place that he's hiding everybody, and and I believe he also mentioned that uh, Dwight is also there as well. So I mean, yeah, he told I mean, he told uh, Alicia, Dwight, and Al. Yeah. Yeah. But not so, the strand, but yeah, 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 yeah. But but that but that 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 definitely raises the question because, at least from what I have seen so far, it's like uh, there hasn't been any acknowledgement from Jenny that these people are missing from the group yet. Nope. At least we haven't seen that yet on 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 the actual show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was weird. You know, you get to the mid season finale, and obviously. Jenny has gone through the traumatic experience she went through the previous episode, so she's not really, I guess, focused on that, but uh, it would have made sense if they would have at least acknowledged. Oh, yeah, and John also missing. So it's like none of that stuff has been acknowledged, so we'll we'll see. But in terms of how this all played out, uh, I know that y'all said that y'all was hoping something major was going to happen with Morgan. Um, I I didn't feel it's going to be time for that quite yet. Because they they're just trying to build all of the tension to get you prepared for when something does happen. Because I do believe when it gets to the second half of the season, something significant has to happen. You know, you've you had the tension of now Strand is talking about he's working with them against Morgan and company. So I mean, that's something that you're going to be interested to see as a viewer, and then you're also going to be interested to see how the situation comes to a head because. Dwight and a few of the others, Al, they definitely want Virginia to be taken down. But then you also have uh, June, Jane, June. Yeah, June. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, June, June, who obviously w- w- wants to work with Virginia because she helped her get the hospital. So it's a lot of tension being built up to see how it eventually mm-hmm. pays off. Well, well, I have my own little theory about that too, and I'll get to it because this is it. This is the final scene. We're back at the main town. We see Strand show up. He gets off his horse. Virginia runs up. She's like, where's my sister? Is she safe? Oh, she's safe. But she's not here. <laughs> she is with Alicia, Charlie, and Morgan. And man, the, the reaction on Virginia's face, priceless. She get, gets up into Strand's face. What? What's that? Are, are you in cahoots? Are you in cahoots with Alicia with that plan that we made? Is this what's going on? And he's like, nope. He's like, whose side are you on? She's like, I'm on your side. I'm here. <laughs> you know, it's like, I didn't leave. 
basically. So, and this is this is the big reveal for this episode. Every midseason has something. Usually, it's a death, but no, in this case, this is a big reveal. And she says, "Come with me." And they go off, and there's two guards guarding some kind of secret room area. But then there's a secret like room. A shed. Yeah, but it's like a shed. But then in that shed, there's another secret room. Which is like a, a hole in the wall. Like they moved some kind of, uh, it looked like a shelving out of the way. And it's a dark room, no windows. And poof, there it is. Grace, pregnant. Just there, like, oh, wow. Hi. And I was like, man, this is really messed up. Why is she put in this situation? But we had brought this up before how we haven't seen her and we know that she's pregnant. And you would think that June, out of all people, would have checked up on her because she's the only doctor available. Because the other doctor, Clark, I think that was his name or whatever it was, he's dead. So if June's not checking on her and we know this woman's pregnant, who is checking on her? Well, I guess no one is because she's locked up in, in this this cell, this this hidden cell in the wall that even if this town was, get, was to get invaded, I don't know if anyone be, would be able to find this room. You know, so she says, "All right, this is it." And he sees it. It's like, "Wow, what? Would you, so, what do you want?" What, the key. He just like looks shocked, and she looks at him. And says, "I want everybody. I want them all." And then it ends. And um, it's just I don't. Do you want vengeance on everyone? You want I don't. Something about that line. It just didn't have the impact that I think they were going for, because Strand. We don't know everything that Strand knows. That's the thing when you watch these shows. We obtain information differently than the characters. Because if you recall the season finale of last season, season five, we find out that Grace isn't just infected with uh, this uh, radiation and all. And that's what we thought she was sick from. No, we find out from one of the doctors. Oh, no, she's pregnant. That's what's her. That's what's going on here. She's pregnant. It's like, oh, wow, she's pregnant. Okay. We don't know if Strand knows this. So maybe that shocked look was like, whoa, she's pregnant. Is that Morgan's kid? You know, we also don't know. the. We do, Well, I think we do know. We know it, Morgan is not the father. It's someone else, <laughs> but that person was one of the scientists from when she was a scientist. That was she had talked about having a relationship and that person being dead, just like everybody else, and the whole thing. And if we're, we're wrong, hey, go ahead, leave it in the comments because that could be all a little foggy. But I'm pretty sure she never had uh, intersexual or coitus with Morgan in any way. They just spent a lot of time together, so I don't think that is his kid. And he even no, said that, not. right? He even said that. I think he knows that that he, it's not a child. But the thing is, Strand doesn't know. We, I don't think Strand knows. So if, in his eyes, this could be why well, you do have some serious leverage. You have the, the girl that he was, in you know, his mind, dating back at the their, their previous camp. And she's pregnant. Whoa. So for her to say she wants everybody, I'm assuming she wants everyone dead. But then that brings up the point with everyone. Does she know? And I'm assuming she doesn't because we haven't seen it on camera. So if it doesn't happen on camera, might as well not have happened. We don't know if she knows that Alan Dwight are gone. We don't know if she knows that John has taken off. We don't even know if John really took off. Maybe he just decided to, decide to take a scenic route. You know, it's like, you know what? I need some time to think. But I'm going <laughs> to make a left turn and I'll be back on the road. You know what I mean? I just, I just made this right turn just to get some fresh air. So we don't know. It leaves a lot of questions. And that's fine. It's a midseason, and that's what you want, right? We had a big reveal. Grace is still alive. I said this off camera or off air. I would thought it'd be cool if they open up the room and we see that she's a walker. And it's like, look at that. This is gonna be a big one. So now we're gonna go and we're gonna give Morgan back his love, but in a different way. I don't know. That's just me being morbid. But I thought that would have been a cool way. But hey, whatever. She's okay. She's still she's still pregnant. So it looks like the baby's fine. And uh, this is it. That was the end of the episode. Do you guys want to say anything about that final scene? Dana? Oh, there's a snoozer, right? It, yeah. It was a snoozer in the sense that we just saw this already when it came to, um, what was his name? I forgot. The, the, the guy who with the face was all burned up. And his Dwight. wife. Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. We've seen reunions like this already. And then also we saw previously with, um, Oh, I am forgetting everyone's name, but um, Wait, John was it Dorian? Yeah, John and June. Yeah. You know, where Virginia's like, oh, well, she just randomly takes everyone's lovers and 
Maximum. Well, that's that's always the thing, right? When you want to hurt somebody the most, you take what's closest to their heart, and it's usually their loved ones. That's how Yuck. you do it. I mean, that's the weakness. Boo. It's just something that we've seen already. So it just, for me, did not have that impact. Yeah. What about you, Rich? Oh, uh, well, I, I actually have the opposite reaction. I, I, I think it's perfect because the whole thing of this episode is that they were wrestling with the idea of using Dakota as leverage. And even though they are not going to do that, now, all of a sudden, Grace is going to be used as leverage on the other on the other side. So mm-hmm. once I saw that, I was like, oh, well, this makes perfect sense because it's going to create even more tension with the group and, and how they handle this situation because there's obviously some of them that want Virginia to die, to pay for what she's done, and others that don't feel quite the same. So it, I, I think this is good because it's going to create more tension within the group because, again, Morgan does not know now that Grace is going to be leveraged. So we we have to look to look to see how he's going to respond to that when the show returns. And, and no one at this point, no one knew where Grace was. No one even mentioned Grace. The only person mentioning Grace is Morgan, but June never mentioned Grace. Al never mentioned Grace. Dwight, you know, no one knows. No one even seemed to have cared. And I think that was on purpose. It was one of those things for the writers, out of sight, out of mind. So that way when it does happen, you get like, oh yeah, you know, that's right. You know, that type of moment. I think that's what they were going for. But even in back at the house, at Ed's house, that's one of the things that Morgan told Alicia. He's like, I'm trying to get the group back. I'm trying to find Grace. No one knows where Grace is. You know, she knows. Virginia knows where Grace is. I want to find out if Grace is okay. So here it is. And if that's the case, leverage, they, like, yeah, they both have something. Now, the question is, is is this whole thing with Virginia and Dakota, is this the breaking point? Because she also knows that Dakota has been constantly defying her and wants to, to leave. She's doing that whole thing. At what point do you just say, you know what? You're dead to me. You're not my sister anymore. You're you're playing with them. You want to be part of that group. Then you're going to die with that group. And I wonder if we're going to see that. Because, again, we got to get answers. We don't know why she killed her parents, Virginia. And that's the other thing that Dakota kept saying. She killed my parents. She didn't say she killed our parents. You know, she didn't say. She said my parents. So ah, so there you go. Yeah, Are so, they even sisters? Yeah, th- that's the thing. Are they even sisters? Is there something going on here? Is she just claiming her? Does she just say, you know, what? I killed your parents. You're my sister. I'm gonna protect you. But then she's young enough to say, this could be my daughter. She didn't say daughter. She's calling her a sister. I don't know, but I think that was a that was a little part there because she said it numerous times. She said, oh, you killed. She killed my parents. Yeah, my parents. It's like, all right, well, why not our parents, you know, Virginia, whatever. But we'll find out. So that was it, people. That was our mid-season review and breakdown and a deep dive of Fear the Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 7, Damage from the Inside. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, listening, and subscribing. And we will be back there. This I When does this come back? It comes back late February. Yep. Right. Well, no. To be determined. To be determined. I think it's it's April. April. It might be April. But you know what? We still have two more episodes of World Beyond. And then that will be gone. And thank the gods because that needs to go. And we do have in February Walking Dead proper returning. It's a continuation of season 10. If you don't know, there are a few more episodes. I think it was like six more episodes that they filmed. And they are going to sprinkle that out within there toward the end of February. So that should be great. And we'll be back for that. Definitely. That's going to be fun. So thanks again, everyone. And we will see you then. Peace.